Ladies and gents, welcome back to the pod. We're back with our second episode of the off-season series. We're basically doing a season review of each team and a, and a little mini preview. Obviously, we don't want to give too much away. Um, and it's only early days in terms of the off-season, so we want to make sure we're keeping our content up as much as possible, bringing you guys the best analysis. Um, yeah, how are, we, how are we going, bro? I'm going good, going good. A little bit of news, though. I just want to quickly go over a little bit of crazy news. Mm. Stephen Crichton at six. Yeah, nuts. Nuts. They literally have Ronald Volkman on the bench. Nuts. I'll just put that out there. I think, yeah, we were talking about that a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, bro, they're not going to pick Falongo, and they've just gone and picked Falongo after one first grade game. Yep. Uh, it's because Oluapu got ruled out. Another one that I've seen is that Dom Young wants to play centre at the Roosters. Great. So that'll be. So he's going to mean he's going to play with Tupo. So he's, gonna, so he's just he's ruined his career as well. <laughs> and another one I saw is New South Wales have a new head coach, Michael Maguire, which is very interesting. Very interesting. Let's see what kind of selections he makes. I do. I do. I. I don't think it's the worst option in the world. I definitely think he's one of the better options. But very interesting considering his last stint of coaching. I mean, to be fair, he's been carrying the Kiwis, so maybe, maybe, I'll, maybe my team's just is trash. Still stick with the Kiwis as well. I don't know. I haven't read that far into it. I'm okay. not sure. And also, Alex Tall has re-signed um, after... There yeah. goes my dream. Manly's not winning the comp anymore. After, yeah, he basically got flicked out the door. Um, he took a substantial pay cut and three-year extension. Kalama Tungu re-signed as well. There we go. I think we're done. Yeah, that's I think we've wrapped it up. Okay. The Raiders... The, the Raiders. Now, I, I don't think Jared made any disrespect by this, but when I mentioned we were doing the Raiders, he said they're so boring. <laughs> oh, um, come on. So, uh, I, I'm not sure he's done too much research into this one, but... I have. It'll be, it'll be similar to the to the layout of the Broncos pod. I mean, it obviously um, probably won't run as long considering they didn't make the grand final. Um, but, you know, for our Raiders fans out there and... All, all, all the people listening in general, we'll, we'll give our best analysis that we can uh, for them over the past year. Should we crack into it? Yeah, we'll kick off with uh, how they're kind of expected to go this season. I know both of us had them in that kind of like just missing the eight range. Yep. Um, so we're pretty close with that one, I feel like, but I do think they did underperform over, over the course of the season. Uh, obviously, they have one of the worst for and against uh, in the comp. Yep. Um, so I don't know if their finishing position really reflected how they played over the over the course of the competition. For basically, I expected them to play better than they were, but I also expected them to finish lower. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I had them like we were talking about with the Broncos yesterday. Uh, not yesterday, with the 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 pod that we released the other day. I had them around that fringy kind of eight range. Um. I think I had them ninth actually from memory, uh, but yeah, they finished around where I expected fringe eight team. I don't think they really blew my expectations out of the waters. Um, and I don't think they necessarily disappointed. I think you know for them to make finals with the start to the year they had, I think they're you know they'd be pretty happy with whether where their season wrapped up. And considering you know, I think I think it's a bit of a bittersweet year for them because the way they went into finals last year, beating the Melbourne Storm. I think you would have expected a bit more out of them this year, but then again, a lot of teams around have got better, and you know they were able to hang in there. But you know, I think I think that that way that they were playing, and you know the kind of season they had, can only get you so far. 
And I think, you know, with a lot more rosters improving going into next year, that they, they might struggle um, to, to I, recreate. I think theirs has got a little bit weaker. Yeah, I would agree with that too. I would agree with that too. Um, but yeah, I mean, to be, to be fair, their expectations coming into the season, I don't think anyone thought they were going to win a comp. I don't think anyone thought, you know, they were going to finish top four. I think where they finished is basically where everyone had them roundabouts, unless you were like predicted them to win the spoon or something. Yep. Uh, which I don't think many people were. I think they had about an average rate of season. Now, what went on within the season is probably a bit different, you know, with Seb Chris being the fullback and a bunch of, you know, random rotations. Obviously, Corey Horsburgh's bl- uh, explosion. Um, a lot of talk around the Raiders at the start of the year was the fact that they did have no 13 after Elliott left. So I think, you know, some of the players may have uh, exceeded expectations, but I think as a team, um, they definitely left left along the table. I think they could have been much better than what they were. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. And that was one thing I was going to bring up. Ricky Stewart, his selections, in my opinion, were a little bit a little bit off. Uh, I was very high on Seb Chris coming into the season, so were yep. you. Um, obviously, that was at centre. Mm. Now, I think he grew into that fullback role pretty well. I think mm-hmm. he developed well over the season, but I think it's all just going to be to put him back in the centres next yeah. season. I think it was more of a, a filler year yep. for them. And, um, yeah, uh, that's all I've got to say on that, really, is picking wingers on the bench consistently. Yeah. Which, you know what, in the majority of Raiders games, it actually turned out useful because they had a centre or a winger go down. Yep. But, um, yeah, I, I wasn't wasn't too keen with a, a few of the selections. That really yeah, I don't know. For me, like, I just... I think, yeah, like you were saying, a lot of the selections confused me. And, you know, I mean... I think Ricky had uh, he he would have had a few headaches this year with some of the injuries they had and um and but but I just don't understand I don't know what happened with Savage yeah he was I don't know what real, happened with he was a big part of why they beat Melbourne in that yeah semi final and then just broke his jaw in preseason just wasn't seen again yeah I, I didn't really understand that but. I mean, he mustn't have been able to find form in Cup or whatever the reason may be. Like, I don't but feel like... In Cup, they moved him from fullback to wing. Yeah, exactly. So, he's not having as big an impact on the wing as we'd expect. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what they end up doing with Savage. He just seems to be falling down the chopping block, which I can't understand why, because yeah. Chris is a very good centre. They've now got Jared Croker retiring, so I expect him to go back into mm. there. Um, there are a couple of other things, like... Like picking uh, Harley Smith Shields at fullback against the Tigers before Savage. Yeah. That was another yeah. one I didn't really get. Um, I thought Albert Hopperwadi was playing great footy. Dropped. Dropped. Yeah. Just out of nowhere. Yeah, I do so, agree. I think, And then yeah. they tried to play him in the centres. Uh, I just didn't really understand what, what direction they were heading in throughout the season and what everyone's role was. Yeah, well, I think, you know, we move on to... Just just their season review, you know. I think they were they were much better in the middle of the year than they were at the start or the end. Um, but again, they were kind of just mediocre for, throughout the whole year. Yeah. Um, I never really felt like they got going. I know they did beat Brisbane, but that's early in the season. I was gonna say at the start of the season they were looking quite, you know, just mid tier. Mm. Um, and then they did have that win against the Broncos, and I was like, all right, maybe something's brewing here, and then. It was around the time Manly flogged them that I was like, okay, they're like, they're struggling now. And then it was like four point win over the Dragons. Yeah. Close two win point win over the, the Tigers. It's like, 
like, what's where, happening here? I think that's the thing. Like, like they got really their wins, but they didn't look good. But you really struggle to like figure out how good a team they actually are, and then you know they come up against the Broncos and really give it to them, and you're like, are the Raiders are, like what? How on earth? What kind of football? Like, I still have no words. Like, what kind of football team is this? Like, what are we watching? What's what's their style of play? It, it's like they just no mold, mold how they play based on their opposition. Yeah. And I know every team does that to some degree, but I mean, like, they're they're a gritty team. They're a grinded out team, and I guess if you get stuck in that that um rotation, you just kind of have close games all the time. Mm whether you're playing a top team or a bottom team, and you really need to be putting those bottom teams away, in my opinion, if you want to be any threat in the NRL. Yeah. Well, I just think, you know, their season kind of summed up is just mediocre. Like, we saw them in the finals. They went toe-to-toe with the Knights, to be fair. Um, but, you know, I don't think anyone had them really winning that game. And I think, you know, they had a nice couple storylines with Jared Croker and... You know, whatnot, but yeah, I really didn't feel like they went anywhere this year. And then obviously Jack Wine, his departure probably left a little bit of a mark. But then again, like, I don't feel like he had as much of a hand in a successful Raiders season as as what he normally would. I've been saying it for a while. And Jack White in these past few seasons, at origin level, he's been good. But he just hasn't felt the same at club level with White. Yeah. For, for the past few seasons, actually. And yep. I think he's really declined from being kind of that main guy. Now, that could have been because he had um, such a good spine at the time with Hodgson and George, Nicole Corkstar. Yeah, George Williams. He's his half. I don't yep. know if that's had a massive effect on him, which I, I think it probably would. Yep. I also think him at the end of the season, moving to lock for some games and then moving to center. Center. Didn't really even a bit that. of back row. Yep. You know, I just think... I think the Raiders were, were clutching a little bit. You know, I think they felt the mediocrity that they were kind of playing with and the fact they couldn't really blow out games. I think their biggest winning margin this year was 10 against the Bulldogs. Like, yeah, 12, again, 12, 12 maybe. Yeah. Like, that, you can't be a top 18 going in winning, you know, your best game by 12. Like, even the Tigers won a game by 48 and they came last. Yeah. Like, that's the kind of comparison they use. The Dogs won a game by a fair bit. They beat Melbourne by at least 14. Um, you know, the Dragons had some big wins. Dragons like, flogged the Dolphins. Yeah, Dragons flogged the Dolphins. Like, even these bottom tier teams managed to get that one blowout win. The Raiders just couldn't get it. So, I think there's a lot for them to look at this off season. And, you know, unfortunately, I I don't know what direction they go in. Yeah, we'll talk about it when we get to their uh, strengths and weaknesses. But, um, yeah, I just think they, they lack a little bit of strike. Yeah. Overall. Yep. I just don't see, outside of maybe Timakor, who's mm-hmm. only really just coming into his own, I don't see a lot of strike on that team. With Chris at fullback, which I think is a good centre, but like I said, probably not a fullback. Yep. I, I just don't see it. Yeah, I don't know. I I think Raiders, the, the issue with their outside backs more so is they have so many players on the same kind of tier that it's like, where do you fit all these players in? Like I thought Kotrick had a, actually had a decent year. Yep. Um, I thought Rappiner had an up and down year. Like Timiko, I think he had really great patches, but then again, I don't think he put it together for the whole season. Yep. Chris obviously was good as he could be for playing out of position. Yep. Um, they had Smith Shields in there for a while, Croker in there for a while. I think they did about the same job. Um, 
Hoppawati obviously had a had a decent stint, then just disappeared. Like they had so Jack Wine shifted in the centers. Like they had so many different backline combinations. I think that was you know obviously again like you said we'll talk about their strengths and weaknesses, but I think the fact that they didn't have like who on their edge scored the most tries it was probably Timiko. Yeah, and it was Chris the season before that. Like it's always their centers, so I'm really not sure the way they attack. I'm not really sure what their you know, structure is and what their aim is. And I think they're going to miss Madge. I think their defense definitely shored up a little bit this year um, with Madge there and just helped them with a bit of direction. So, I don't know. I think the Raiders are a very interesting team going into next year. I think, you know, this season may have been that last one where we see them kind of luring around the, the eight spot. Yeah, obviously they're losing a few guys, um, not only this season, but next season as well. Um, and... They've made some signings, but I'm not entirely sure where that's going to take them. Yeah, well, I don't know. You know, I don't know how many are confirmed, bro. So, so they've definitely been lurking around. I know they definitely got Sanders for next year. Nah, it's 2025. Oh, is it 2025? Yeah. And there's talks that he might back out of the deal as well. Far out. Say para. Yeah. Right. That's a very Apparently interesting. Apparently, with that new like ten day thing that they're adding, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, people who have signed that that applies to them too, and apparently Sanders might end up staying at Parramatta. Yeah, right. But it, yeah, I I did think it was for twenty twenty four as well, but um, I can confirm it's twenty twenty five. Wow. Wow. I don't know why they just let him sit in Para and have Para develop him for them. Yeah. Well, I don't think Para will put too much effort into him if he's gone, but. I would have got him over ASAP, got him yeah. playing with your youngsters like Chevy. Yeah. And getting those... those yeah, um, that's a big that's a big miss if he backed out of that deal. Yeah. Especially with Fogarty, you know, wanting to test his value on the open market. And I think that's another thing that went amiss this season. Like, I think they had a real chance to capitalise on a lot of their players having these big years. And they just didn't. Like, instead of, you know, them having these big years alongside Jack White and alongside Hudson Young... Those two kind of took a semi-back step and it just threw the whole team off. Like, I just don't think they had any fluidity throughout the whole season. I think they struggled, you know, a lot of the time to put together consistent performances. I just think such an up-and-down, mediocre year for Canberra is really the the only way I can sum it up. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, completely agree with you there. Um, have you picked any standouts? from the season for the Canberra Raiders. Ha, have I picked any standouts from, from the season? Obviously, I believe Corey Horsburgh has to be one. I wasn't sure of his position in this Canberra 17 at all coming into the year. Yep. I <clears throat> knew he had potential. I genuinely just didn't see it, see it, see it coming through. Yeah, I've definitely got um, Horsburgh. I can tell you that for sure. Yeah, Horsburgh is definitely one of the guys that stood out to me this year. Um, so, yeah, I, I've got... Three players that exceeded my expectations this year. I had Timiko as well yep. in there. That's Same. all I pulled out. I had Matt Timiko, yep. uh, Corey Horsburgh, and Jamal Fogarty. Yep, okay. I think Fogarty had the best year of his career, undoubtedly. I think uh, is a top 10 halfback currently in the comp, if not just outside that, but I would say he is in that. So many halfbacks um, in those. Timiko, I think, was outstanding this year. Uh, again, like I said, there were some games where he went kind of a miss, 
some games where he looked like one of the best centers in the comp. So I think his challenge next year to get even better is to just figure out that consistency and kind of sit around that level at every single game. And Horsburgh, obviously, you know, he was picked for Queensland, I believe. Yep. Um, and that came out of nowhere. You know, we had you saying at the start of the year, like he hasn't really hit the heights that a lot of people thought he would. Um, and I, I, yeah, I think he was outstanding. Look, it had been a few years, and I was just like, I don't think it's, I don't think it's coming. But he, he proved me wrong this year. Um, th- there's a lot of players with a lot of potential that just take a few years to hit their strides. So, uh, I guess that's kind of on Ricky staying patient with him. Yeah. Um, giving him that starting role, I think he made a big impact off the bench, and that's mm-hmm. what earned that for him. Yep. Um, I believe they started the year with Tarpany at lock. Uh huh. Yeah. So. Uh, props to Ricky for that one, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Some guys that you think could have had a better year. Well, I, w- I just want to just talk about these guys a bit more first. Okay. Just fog, just just Fogarty, really. I think, um, coming over from the Gold Coast, I don't think he had really any expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people were just more looking at him as a place filler, placeholder, but. Uh, I think he's going to get a decent pay packet on the open market if he doesn't stay with Canberra. Yeah, I, like, I think his quality, his game management has taken a massive step outstanding. up. Outstanding. His goal kicking was outstanding. Um, and just the way he really led this side around the park, I think, you know, especially having an inexperienced uh, 13 in Corey Horsburgh, I think, you know, they really needed Fogarty's cool head um, a lot of the time. But one of my main criticisms was him was just, just the end game moments. Just, you know, I saw a couple of times against the Dolphins, he really hesitated. Gets the Knights in the finals, he really hesitated. Um, and I think, you know, that's definitely something he can build on for next year. And I, I think there's still a lot of room for him to improve, which is, you know, a real positive sign for him, I think, given the given the big year that he had. Yeah, I think Fogarty's definitely got that spot in Canberra. I don't think they need to be looking to replace him at all. I think he's yeah. coming into his own. I think he'll just keep improving. I agree. Right, we will move into some discipline, disappointing players now, mate. I've got a few. I've got four. I do have a few. I want you to name one first. I'll go Jack Whiten. Yep. I think, unfortunately, you know, I don't think it's entirely his fault. I think there was probably a little bit of head noise um, going around after he decided to test his value, after he decided to sign the deal with South. Um, I think, you know, that would have really thrown him off a little bit. Uh, but again, that's no excuse. You know, you signed that deal and you knew that going to test the open market, given, you know, your status as a player there would be a lot of talk there would be a lot of noise and it would be a distraction for Canberra and you know I think unfortunately he just struggled to really find form um, I think he had a few cracking games especially that one after it was announced he was going to South um, you know he came out and had a blinder against the Dolphins uh, but apart from that man we we never really saw the Jack Whiten of old the, the you know and maybe Ricky thought moving him to the centres would get the best out of him which it clearly didn't um you know, and we saw, you know, Ricky come out and say he, he only played six because we didn't have a six, which, you know, I think that's... to frauls. Yeah, but I think that's, you know, I think that's kind of... I don't know, I don't know the word. I, it's a bit of a cop-out to me. You know, I think Jack won, won a Dally M at six, won a Clive Churchill at six. Like, I don't think you were forced to play him there. Like, yeah. he was clearly the best six at the club. Um, and unfortunately, he just had a down year. It happens to everyone, but... Um, I think if he were to have been his best this year, I think Canberra definitely could have made a lot more noise. He was just really disappointing for me. Um, 
especially in a year where the six, you know, the competition at the six jersey was kind of weak. Munster had a down year. Um, there was a lot of there was a lot of five eights in this comp that had a down year. So, you know, he could have really capitalised on that for his own name as well. And I, I just think, yeah, he he really had an underwhelming season. Now I've got a bit of an unpopular opinion here. Yeah. Because uh, I actually think his breakout year was last year. Yeah. And uh, he actually got picked for a rep squad. So it's Hudson Young. It's Hudson I Young. I got Hudson Young as well. I thought Hudson Young. I didn't think he was poor. Yeah, I got I somewhat. I expected got... him to continue on what he did last year. Now, yeah. he did get picked for a rep squad in all fairness. I believe Halmola and Kalamatangi should have picked, been picked above him mm-hmm. regardless. Um, but, um, yeah, I just feel like, especially after he got dropped from yep. the Origin team, I think his form took a, a pretty yep. big hit. Yep. I think at the start of the season... I was still kind of disappointed. I didn't think he was building on to, to where he could have been. Yep. Now, I don't know if that's because of changes in the team or whatever. But, um, yeah, especially after being dropped from the Origin squad, I didn't think he had the best Origin game mm-hmm. either, which is, I mean, probably how he's been used. He came on for 30 minutes and just was never seen again. Yeah, he, but from horrible. there, I just think a lot of the Raiders team, not just Hudson Young, but for his standard, I expected him to be a little bit better throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, I got Hudson Young somewhat uh, in brackets because, I, again, you get picked for, for New South Wales. I don't think you've had the worst year in history, but for his lofty standards, and he scored 20, like almost 20 tries last year at back row. Like I feel like people were expecting him to maybe not match the try scoring, but to come in and be that real dynamic back rower and real attacking force for Canberra. And unfortunately, like I just think with Whiten as well, that left edge never really got going. Um, I think he struggled given the fact that the halves partners and the game plans and his, you know even his centres outside him and his wingers kept switching. Uh, I just think it was a really inconsistent year around him and it caused his form to also be a bit inconsistent. Um, but again, I think Hudson Young's got a lot of potential, I think, you know, and he's still got a long career ahead of him. This is probably, you know, just, just a little stumbling block, but it's really important how he bounces back from this. And, you know, I think he's still one of the premier back rowers of the comp. I just think this year... Given the expectations he set himself last year, he failed to live up to them. Yeah, I just think he did drop that, that uh, probably that one tier yep. in the second rowers, and it just plays in general. I think last year, if you're coming up against the Raiders, the short he, he's the one you're scared Young, of. Shortboarder Hudson Young would have been something your team planned around all week at training. Uh, obviously, there'd be other other parts of the Raiders game, but that would have been something you nailed down on. I don't think this year teams would have been looking into Hudson Young too much. Well he had such a up such him. a like triple threat with his try scoring last year. It was like short ball, then it was like long range tries he was scoring and then he was yeah. even scoring off kicks. Like I remember he kicked for himself and he scored like he had so much ability around the try line and he was just finding ways to score every single game and I just felt like this year something kinda of took the ball out of his hands and kinda of took the magic away from the from his game that we saw last year. I think he's got a lot more to offer than what he did this year, and that's why I think he was kind of disappointing. All right, on to your next one. Elliot Whitehead. Oh, here we go. Okay. Elliot Whitehead. Um, Maybe this is just Um, him. I'm going to be honest. Mm. I I think he had a bit of a down year too. I just was kind of expecting it. I've always thought he was a little bit over... Not overrated, but like... When you hear the name Whitehead, I, I think mm. a lot of people think he's better than uh, what he has been at the back end of his career. Yeah, he's getting older now. Uh, he's just announced his retirement for next after next season. 
So next year's his last year. Next year's his last year. Uh, same as Jordan Rappiner. Right. Okay. That's why I was saying they're missing a few next year as well. Yeah, far out. Okay. So both Elliot Whitehead and Jordan Rappiner will play their last last year's next season. Oh, far out. You know, they're just try- Anyway. They're just trying to get them G'd up. That's going to be a huge end of an era, though. Rappiner mm-hmm. gone, like Lua gone, Williams gone, Hodgson gone, White and gone, Whitehead gone, Rappiner gone, Nickel Klockstad gone, like yep. Papali'i, we don't know when he's going to retire. There's a lot. There's a lot. Obviously, Bateman's gone. Oh, man, they've lost a fair whack of players. Um, yeah, Whitehead, I think his production just really dropped off. Um, I think he was a little bit weaker in defence this year. Uh, gave away a few too many penalties. Um, just think, you know, when you get to the back end of your career, it kind of happens the game gets a bit fast. Um, and I just think he kind of struggled up to keep up with the play style. And, and, and look, it's not entirely his fault. I think the modern second rower too kind of doesn't fit his game. I think he's yeah. a very different player to what the modern... Like, you look at Hudson Young, they're completely different players. Yeah. Um, and I, I just think, yeah, the, the way the game is played at the moment has kind of got away from him a little bit. And... I just think he never he failed to really make his mark this year. I think he was solid, but we know Whitehead is is a grand final playing second row. Like mm-hmm. we know he can be better than that. Um and yeah, I just feel like I didn't really have huge expectations for him like you, but I, I still think he just had for his standards just had a really underwhelming year. Yeah, I've got one more and it's another guy that I didn't really have huge expectations for. Yep. But I did expect a little bit more from him. Uh I've actually got a few, and they're all in the same position. I've got Danny Levi yep. and Tom Starling. Yeah, right, okay. I Talk think, to me. Especially Danny Levi, I think he's the fourth string hooker now. I think you've got Wolford. I think you've got... Um, Starling. Starling, and then um, I'm pretty sure... Is it Hohepa? No, no, no. That's the lock. Uh, it is Trevelyan is above him now as well in cup. Right. So, Danny Levi came to the season as that. He was starting nine trials and then yep. broke his jaw. Never seen again. Just dropped down the list. Didn't come back. And Danny Levi's always been a decent nine. Had mm-hmm. a good time in Newcastle. Was decent in Manly. He's just kind of hopping around clubs at the moment. And I think it's hurting his career a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have and, any. I didn't have any of them. And Tom Starling is just... Kind of what I what I thought about Horsburgh, so maybe he'll come out and have a breakout mm. year next year. But he's got so much potential, and I think I st- said at the start of the year he's he, he's still coming off the bench. But I you feel know like what? he's the best nine at the club. He's still coming but off. Do you the know bench. what? I don't know if that's entirely his fault. Yeah, I just it, think it the way he's be, being managed is just completely. I just don't see him taking. Pivoted. Well, I just don't see him exploding onto the scene like I expected him to for. Yeah three or four years in a row now, because he's got the play style to be the best nine in the game, mm. in my opinion. And he kind of burst onto the scene um, with his impact off the bench for Raiders and expected, all right, he's going to take the starting role this year. All right, he's going to take the starting role. And he just hasn't. Yeah. And um, to the point where they even put Wolford, who came to the club later, in front of him. I think he came from Union as yeah. well. Yeah, So, yeah, I, I was a little bit disappointing again with Starling this year. The last name I had was uh, Savage. I oh, just yeah. think he could have had such a big year this year and for whatever reason didn't get a crack. Whether that's his fault, whether that's a coaching decision, I just think it was disappointing. Um, the fact that we didn't get to see him build on what he was able to do last year. Yep. 
And it's like it's like talking about so so many negatives yeah. for the Raiders. They like they literally made the eight, but but I think if you're a Raiders uh, fan, are you happy with that year? Like, I think you're eight, happy you made finals, but happy, I don't. But the way they played, yeah, I don't think they. That's why I was saying it's pretty bittersweet. Finals. I think. As, as, as annoying as that might be to hear as a Raiders fan, yeah. I know I constantly harp on about oh Raiders aren't as good as people think they are. They shouldn't be there on the ladder. I I don't mind the Raiders as a club. Yeah, neither. But like, I, I'm just calling it out. Say it really. Yeah, well, I think that's what you got to do. You can't I know, really. I know I'm harping on about them, and if you're a Raiders fan, you listen to Strictly Footy. You probably don't like me very much, but I'm just I'm just giving you my opinion. I'm sure that's all, I'm sure that's there'll all be more positives for next year. You got KO weeks, something like that. He's from Manly. You can have him. All right, let's move on to strengths. I've I've got grind out ability. That's a great strength to have. Uh, because unfortunately they were grinding out games against teams they probably should have put 50 on. Um, well, kind of you know, they managed to grind out two, you know, a two-point and a one-point win over the Tigers. Sorry, two two-point wins over the Tigers, I should say. Managed to grind those out. No, it was a one-point win, you're right. Yeah, so they managed to grind out a one-point and a two-point win over the Tigers. Uh, they managed to grind out a two-point win over the Bulldogs. But you're still going to win them. And they did, and they because they can and grind out games. Big games that are against big teams that they've been able no, to the do. Broncos. That, okay, what, they grind out a game against the Broncos. That's where the okay, strengths come from. But they're known to be a kind of grindy team that yep. can, can even they, they can take it to the top teams. It's not it's not a team you underestimate going into the game. Yeah. Regardless um, of whether they just beat only beat the Tigers by one point, and you're the, yeah. the Melbourne Storm, you don't just go into a, a game, especially at Canberra. Yeah, you they got some sort of hoodoo, man. Where, where you just think, no, nah, we, we're going to fall them. They're not on our level because they, they can match basically any team they can't when they want to. Yeah, well, I've got, that as, I've got that as well. Ability to hang in games with anyone and I've got resilience. So they're all basically the same thing. Uh, resilient, you know, they just were able to really not win a game 13 plus. So they were re- really resilient against flogging people. Um <laughs> And they just decided to make every game harder for themselves uh, just by making sure they never won by 13 or more points. It's a resilient team. Well, they are resilient. Okay, I'm going to stop joking now. Help me with my multi. They are resilient. Um, and they do know how to hang in games. And they you do know that they're never, you know, they got that never say die kind of mentality. But I think the best, best game for that is the semi-final game against Knights as well. Yeah, I do agree with you. I think... You know, they, they've done it multiple times. They've come back. They've had big wins. Uh, they had good wins this year against good opponents like Brisbane. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, it was just a case where they just couldn't put it together against the lower teams. And I think that's, you know, if we're moving on to weaknesses, we can we can probably go <clears throat> straight into that right now. Um, first one, can't put a score on. Second one, don't go on with games. Pretty much. I think, you know, that's a big thing. Like, you look at their four and against, being a minus 150 or whatever. Yeah. Like, you can't be happy with that. And that's I another... think it's worse than that. No, I think it finished about 147 or something. I'll take a look. Um, I'll fact check it. But, yeah, I, I just think the fact they weren't able to put a score on, the fact they couldn't put teams away that they should be, especially being in Katasha for that eight spot, I, I think that was really disappointing. And I think they failed to really make a mark. You know, as an eight team, uh, yeah, what, you're right. what was it? At uh, one thirty-seven. 
Yeah, okay. I said 147. I was close. Um, but, yeah. I don't know, man. It just... They just really frustrated me a lot of times. And I know I gave them praise for their defense as well, but another weakness is drop-off in defense. I think they were resilient. They could grind out through the middle, but their edge defense was whack. Yeah, and sometimes when a team gets a roll on them, the majority can... of the time they're resilient, but sometimes they can just leak. Yeah, and that, we saw uh, that against the Knights. Penrith, the Knights started just Manly. absolutely pumping. Penrith and Manly are the two that come to... And the Knights. Oh, yeah, and I remember the Knights. The um, in the semifinals. No. As well. Well, yeah. Yeah. Cause but the Knights had a game against the Raiders where I think it was like 34-0 at half time. Let me let me double check that because I want to make sure of that. But I'm pretty sure I watched the game where I think the Knights were playing. No 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 no. Well, the Penrith Knights played in 52. Yeah, two. I know. Manly was 52-12, like, I think it was. 53-12. Was like 42-10. Okay, well hang on. Can I just find this yeah, game? Yeah, right. Go on. So I'm pretty sure the Knights put an absolute doozy on them at Canberra. Oh no, they beat them 28-6. Is that the game I'm thinking of? Yeah. Yeah, it is. So the Knights, but I'm pretty sure the Knights absolutely surged them early. Yeah, they went yeah, they 6 did. 19 32 41. And it was like, what, what is going on here? But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Knights put a score on them. Um, a lot of teams were just able to leak through the middle of the defense. Um, but I, I did find their goal line defense was pretty strong. They just conceded so many long range tries, I think. They're such a hard team to go and get. Yeah, I know. Uh, even their strengths and weaknesses, like some of their strengths, they just some of their strengths is literally a weakness. Become weaknesses yeah. when when it goes wrong for them. Yeah, I like, don't know. It could be a strength on one day, and then it's their their biggest weakness on another. And then their That's, biggest weakness yeah. can that become their biggest strength. That just basically sums up their another. season. And just the last one, their attack is just very stagnant. Last year they had a really free free flowing, point scoring attack. This year, I think a lot of that goes on. Well, not really on Seb Chris, but he shouldn't have been the fullback. I don't think he's yeah. got that, that ball I think people skill. underestimated how much Savage did for their attack I last think year. White and having a down year wouldn't have helped. Mm-hmm. I mean, Fogarty's a good game manager. His ball playing's all right. But uh, even Rappiner at fullback, I don't think his ball playing's up there. Yep. I know he had a few ga- good games there, but still, it, it's just a little bit one-dimensional. Yep. I would, I would definitely agree with you Outside on that. Outside of Timakor. I think Timakor's genuinely the only X-factor they have. Yep. On their main 17 this year. Yeah, I agree with you. All right. Next point. Do we think they are happy with their season so far? So far. Do we think they're happy with their season overall? I don't think Ricky would be. I think he'd be happy. All right, we made the eight. It's not the worst thing in the world, but like you could clearly see they weren't playing I'm a bit on the attention. I'm a bit on the fence I'm a bit on the fence because to make the finals you're always going to be happy to make the finals yep um but bro it feels like they didn't like no. honestly if a minus 137 not you know just not being able to put teams away it just I know we keep harping on about it but that's the truth that's what we watched all year um and yeah that's yeah, I think that was the biggest issue for me. I, I, I think it's very bittersweet. I mean, you look at their form at the start of the year and they're probably happy that they're able to turn around and win five or six or seven in a row, whatever they did. Yep. Um, but I think their performances in those games don't necessarily make you confident about being able to make a finals push every single year. Yep. 
Alright, I've got a I've got a quick, you know, little point aside from everything we got set up. And it's just just the Raiders are just so confusing to me. And this is why. Their wingers don't make many meters, or let's say they every single winger makes below average meters. Yep. The back rowers don't get any early ball when they're both pretty damaging on their day. And the fullback has absolutely no role in link-up play as opposed to an Edwards, a Walsh, a Ponga. Now, I know we're comparing Seb Chris to these, like, Australian-level players, right? But you're still going to be able to do it. Like, you're still going to be able to come up and be a link man in the attack. Like, we, we've seen a Will Kennedy do it. Would you say Will Kennedy is an Australian-level player? Probably not at this point in his career. Like, and they have to be able to work out... This is what Savage's strength was in that team, and they just zapped it. And this is why uh, we always harp on about centres and that going on to fullback. Like, we don't mm. think Crichton um, will be as good a fullback as he is a centre. Um, all that kind of thing. And it's because of this link-up play, their yep. ball-playing skills. It's a completely different game at fullback, and whether they can adapt to that's a different thing. But this is what we're talking about, just... Can you become that link-up guy? Yeah. If you're changing to a fullback, and I don't think Seb Chris was that. No, I, I don't think so either. I think that's where their attack became really stagnant. Um, I think they would have figured out a little bit. It's been the same when yeah. a lot of a lot of guys have gone to fullback or filled in at fullback, and I think my example is Ruben Garrick mm. because obviously as a manly supporter, that's the first line that comes to mind. It just he's made our attack like he's a decent enough fullback. He made his meters, but his ball playing wasn't these. Well, I want to give a, you, I want to give you player. a prime example. All right, who was like a top three form fullback of the comp in the first five or six games? Lockie Miller. All oh, right. Knight's attack was not good. All right, and everyone was saying he's having such a good year, he's such a good fullback, but he couldn't do the link up play. He couldn't do the wrapping around the support play. He was just more of a solo X factor kind of fullback, and we saw they weren't winning games. Ponga goes back there. He's a supporting ball-playing fullback, and immediately their attack just starts clicking. Now, again, Pong is a different level player, but it's just the basics like that they have to do. Yep. Ponga just does it to that next level. And it's not even just in general play, because that that's, can sometimes be like, okay, the fullback can dummy and run. It's more to do with when you're in that attacking zone, in that red zone, in your mm. 20 metres... That is essential to scoring tries, especially for the especially to get the ball out to the wing. And that, you can see their wingers don't score that many tries. Yeah, their wingers don't. I don't even know if any it's of their wingers crack double digits. Out the back, out the back, fullbacks there. He can throw a cutout ball. He can give it to the center. He then passes to the, mm. the fullback. Is probably the most important player in that play. Yeah, especially for well, we saw it with the Warriors the with the, with Chans. Like Chans was able to pop up. And yep. have that combination with and, Dallin and... And Chan's only ended up too. with like seven try assists, but if you go back, I guarantee you there would have been at least at least 15 to 20 times where he would have been the guy who passed it to the guy who passed it. Yeah, exactly. He would have been like the link man mm. for those tries. He just didn't end up with the try assist because he wasn't the last to pass the ball. Yep. I, I, I'm with you, mate. I, I think... It's an essential part to a team. I think you that's one of the reasons. It. Yeah. And I think that would have thrown Whiten off his game too. Yep. Um, Not being able to have that kind of freedom in that role. And, and not yeah. only that, if you're not... A, you can be a fullback and not have ball playing skills. It could hurt your team a little bit. But if you're coming from playing center and you don't know, like, your positioning isn't as good, 
So yep. your halves can't give it to you on the money every single time because you're supposed to be in a different position. Yep. And it's all about trusting your guys, especially at top level. If you can't trust that your fullbacks not going to be uh, that your fullbacks can be in the right position every single time, mm-hmm. it's going to have a massive effect, especially on that half. Yeah. Well, my other point about the wingers was like, it really just feels like their fullbacks are the only one that make one fifty plus a game. Yep. And then you got Timoko who will run for like two hundred. Mm-hmm. But their wingers don't get them out of trouble. Like, their wingers don't make the big meters. And I know comparing them to Penrith or, or the Broncos or something like that is a bit unfair, but almost every that team works. in the com does it, and they get out of trouble. And I think the Raiders failed to put scores on, failed to put teams away, because teams would just get them on the back foot because their wingers weren't making enough meters. Yep. And it's not like their pack had the worst year, but it also just takes that stress off mm. your middlemen. Um, having to get back and run every play of the set yeah. before then defending in the middle. And it allows them to go more minutes. I think Joe Tarpany um, was, was probably the the biggest uh, evidence of what you're saying, that the wingers don't take, um, well, yeah, take he, the runs out of trouble. Is Joe Tarpany's minutes were 50. Yeah. About that. They're and, he's getting... he, and, it, and it never improved. Mm. So And that's I think that's why their forward media count is so high. Because their wingers don't get in there. They don't take those carries. Like, there was games where Kotrick's running for, like, 50 metres. Yeah. 80 metres. Like, like, in Rapana, the modern game, Rapana that needs to be 100 when they're really in trouble. Rapana will do it when, when he's at fullback. But when they're, like, right on their line, he can come up with a big run. But it's yeah. just, like, at the start of normal sets, when they, like, catch it on their 20, it's a normal, like... Yeah, it's just, like, jog it back, yeah. take the tackle, play the ball, like... Rapana has that ability to make those big damaging meters. And yeah. I think Kotrick has the body shape and yeah. the, the frame as well. I know Timiko's got a good step, but he's the smallest guy in the back line. I don't know why he's the one that's taking, taking all the hit-ups. Yeah, taking those big runs. I agree with you. All right, let's move on to the player awards. Now, I'm assuming we're going to have the same MVP. I I think... I'm quite confident we'll have the same. I think this could be similar to the Broncos awards. Go on. Joe Tarpany. Yep. Yeah. Runs 200 metres a game. Well, not every game, but quite often runs 200 metres. I think he was a little bit forgotten this year too with, you know, AFB becoming he's the superstar. The, he's a top, easily a top five prop. Tino, yeah. obviously having a huge year. Yep. Lindsay Collins, huge year. Payne Haas, best uh, prop in the comp. Like, I think he's right there at that fourth slot, if if not five. Yeah, I think, um, he's I think he won Player of the Year as well for Canberra. Yeah, he would have again for the second time in a row, I believe. He's just outstanding, man. I think, you know, that they're in kind of safe hands. If Papali'i does retire, I think they know they can rely on Tarpani to come up big for them in the future. And yeah, I think I think he's huge, man. He's he's going to be huge for them. Yep. MIP, MIP. This is an interesting one. I think you're going to go big red. I actually went Timiko. I went Fogarty. Oh, okay. I now, I'll, we'll talk about Big Red later, but most improved, I feel like people knew Timakor had this in him, and I think he impressed a lot of people in, um, what's this, in 2021 mm-hmm. as well. He had those steps. He had that in his game. He's just kind of putting it together, and he's getting the ball more. He's demanding more ball because it's all coming together. Yeah, and um, I think Timiko's defense especially improved quite a bit. 
Mm-hmm. Um, there were multiple try-saving tackles. I know defenses and all about try-saving tackles, but there were multiple times I saw him putting his body on the line, getting like making one-on-one tackles. And I'll reiterate again, he's one of the smallest blokes on any field he steps on. And yeah, I think Timakor had an outstanding year. Um, and yeah, that's why I got on Timakor. Yeah. Um, I had Fogarty because I just think out of nowhere his game management, kicking game, and his running game came leaps and bounds than it was you know that we saw at the Titans. Um, think he was just amazing this year, the best half at the club in my opinion. Um, and I, I don't think anyone saw Fogarty having this big year. I don't think anyone. I think you know he had a decent year last year, and I think me and you kind of highlighted in the preseason you know that with him and White in there they were winning games like they were being successful. Um, and when we thought, you know, they probably just needed a bit more time to gel into a real combination, and it ended up just being Fogarty being almost the star of the show and White and kind of just being that secondary half. And I just think, yeah, Fogarty's form was consistent. His goal-kicking was outstanding. I don't think anyone kind of saw him taking the leap that he did this yeah. year. Yeah, and I I'm, I'm sure you could go back and pick out one, but off the top of my head right now, I can't think of a game where I just went, fire out Fogarty was bad today. Yeah. I thought I he was a man, game off the outstanding every game. Well, I, I said that after Even defensively, I thought he really stepped up this year. Yep. Um, and I just think the Titans, you know, the Titans watching him this year would be like, man, we probably could have made the finals had we have had him. Yeah, we could have kept him, held on to him. Uh, yeah, I thought he was definitely the most improved because we have different definitions for most improved than breakout. I think most improved is really stepping up, improving your game. Breakout is like burst onto the scene, come out of nowhere. Breakout. Who is this guy? Breakout. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. Breakout to me can either mean that or it can mean you've, like, gone up three or four tiers. Yeah. Like, you've just, out, out of nowhere, yeah, even I if agree you're with known, you were known, you've taken that next step. You've yep. hit Origin, you've hit the yep. um, so you, so Australian, you're hint, you're hint, New Zealand team. You're hinting yeah, at who I've you've hinted picked. there. Yeah. I've gone uh, Corey Wilson. Same, same. Now, I, he's in and out of the 17 last year. To, he was a bit of a meme. To a deserved Origin player. Yeah, I now, thought he, he was got so it good this Gilbert year. did his shoulder, but he was still playing good enough to be picked in that squad without ever anyone going. Oh, that's kind of just a yeah. It's kind of just a pick that they had to make because there was injuries. He was playing good enough to be in that squad. Yeah, I thought he was outstanding this year. His defense is just his toughness, his grit. I thought a lot of the times he stood up as a real leader in that pack. Yeah. Um, took a lot of big carries out of the back, uh, and I just think his energy that he brings to the Raiders is such a very un Raiders kind of energy. Um, his his aggressiveness, his relentlessness. He's t- toned it in as well. He used to yeah. be overly aggressive, but now he's just. I thought, yeah, he really used it to yeah. to fuel his runs, to fuel his meters, to fuel his defense. I think his ball playing's come a long. His way ball playing well. definitely stepped up, but he also showed that in the modern game, you can be a lock that takes the big hit ups, takes the makes the big meters, still yep. be that kind of third front rower as such in a pack, and you can still be as important as a lock that. You know, has such a ball playing role. I yeah. thought he came leaps and bounds, and we saw him from last year. Obviously, they were loaning him out to the Bulldogs um, at points. There's a lot of talk about him possibly being moved on, but he stayed. They had belief in him, and he's an Origin player. Yeah, he's literally gone, quite literally gone from playing a lot of reserve grade last year to not only becoming, not only getting into the 17, not only starting. Not only being a good starter, he's playing yeah. origin. So there's your three tiers, basically, right yeah. there. Hey, most disappointing, last but not least. We can't already. Went I through think this we're going to go Jack White. Yeah. Yep. yep. 
He's just it's not playing to the level that we know he can. He's for all he's accomplished in his career, like we know he can be so much better than that. And unfortunately, he just wasn't this year. Yep. He wasn't. He never really even looked like picking it up. I know, like you said, he had that one big game against the Dolphins, but that was kind of an outlier. Yeah. Like, I Like, obviously, I don't know Jack White personally, but it, it almost seems to me like he's losing a little bit of motivation mm. to... Not play footy, but just to kind of be that guy, like be the main cent- central part of the team. Now, so, so do you reckon that's a big reason? About I reckon it's a big South. reason he's gone to South. Yep. Like I know he's mates with Latrell and that, but I reckon that is a massive reason. He gets a, he, playing out in the centres, getting paid decent money. Like, do you remember back to when he said he's retiring from mm. New South Wales? Do you remember the reason he gave? Like no. focus on Canberra. Yeah. And now he's gone to now South. He's gone to South. I think he said he wanted to focus on club footy. Not even necessarily care. Well, there you go. So, yeah, so maybe just he's just he's... taking a huge step back. Oh, we just had a complete power outage. Well, the pod's still going. Pod's still going. We're going to keep going, lads, because we've just had a complete power outage. <laughs> All my power's just gone. Okay, everything just stopped working. Someone's uh, probably just turned off my power outside. Is that lamp going to Turned work? off your power. I know. It's probably just the heat, mate. Great. All right. Well, we're going to be using the flashlight for the rest of this. We've got absolutely no power. Um, yeah. Jack White, most disappointing. Lovely. I can't believe I have absolutely no power. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to our mini preview. Let's do it so I can go work out what's going on with my house. <laughs> um, oh, mate. That's scary. I had the fan going in the background. Bro. Just, the whole house just kind of shook. Wait, give me two seconds. Let me just make sure nothing's going on out there. Oh, my God. All right, boys. Um, yeah, no, just a bit of a power outage. I've, I've been told to go solo. Now. Is it windy outside? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably why. Hot wind. Anyway, we're just going to say that nothing's wrong. The, the Wi-Fi is completely cut out, so... I don't know what's going to happen with the recording. Um, my mates who I've just messaged in the same suburb don't have a power outage, so, oh man, that's not it's not good for big old Tom's house. But uh, we'll get into yeah, the preview. Tom, there's like literally nothing. There's nothing. The cool. ducted aircon is But my mum hasn't lost power. Huh? So it's not all of Grunwood. Great, so it's just my house. It just exploded. Also, oh, just name dropped our suburb. Lovely. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever. Come find me. I don't care. I'm not telling you where I am. Um, okay, preview. Losses. Jack Wyden. How big a loss is this? No, I can deal with it. Uh, I don't think I, so. I think they need... I think... No, no, okay. Let me let me finish my point. They need to find the right replacement. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's a, a huge loss. Um, it, I, I don't know if they've gone for the right guy. I believe KO Weeks is going to play there next year. Yep. Uh, could be Frawley, I don't know. But it looks like KO Weeks is... Like, I don't think they'd sign him to play fullback when they got... When they're, they're pretty much stacked for young fullbacks. Bruv. And, um... Yeah. yeah Close that much, stupid door, bro, on my days. They're pretty much stacked for young fullbacks. And, um... Yeah, I don't know if Weeks is the right guy to go for at six. I think they need a more of a experienced half to put in there to replace Whiten. But I, I don't think Whiten in itself, is a massive loss. I think for the culture, he's a huge loss. I think uh, for the experience, he's a huge loss. But he wasn't really an integral part um, 
of their success over this year for sure and probably over last year. Um, so, yeah, it, it is a big loss, but I also think they can make do with the money that they've, they've saved from losing him as well. Bro, if this dog keeps barking, I'm going to lose my head. <laughs> oh, my days. Hold on. Ah, look at that, eh? We can pause and keep going. Yeah, just shut the dog up, so... We're back. This has been probably the most disjointed podcast in history. Um, oh, where were we? It's a power outage. Bro, stupid power outage. Now my parents are panicking. <laughs> oh, n- my neighbours have no power either. Great. Must just be the straight. Awesome. All right. Drop the straight. I'm not dropping the straight. <laughs> Why? I think he may be the only loss this year. Potentially. Um, I'll go into it. Um. Big old Brad Schneider. Yeah, but that happened halfway through the year. I'm, uh, I'm fine I, with that. Not off the top of my head. I don't know any losses for the uh, Raiders. Obviously, they're just losing Whitehead and um, Rappanen at the end of the season. Uh, yeah, losses. Also, oh, Matt Frawley's gone to Leeds. Huh? Oh, no! They've actually got nothing. And we have no Wi-Fi right now. So we are completely recording out of everything. Uh, we're off the grid. We are, I don't know. Well, my house has been completely zapped. Off the grid footy um, And Jared Croak is retiring. Yeah. So, so they have a lot of depth gone. Yeah, that is world. true. That is fair. Uh, they have signed. <laughs> I can't even think, bro. They've signed a six, uh, Simi Sasagi. Nice oh, from Newcastle. Yeah. yeah. He's young. He'll be all right. I'm not sure he's really getting the opportunity though this year. No, neither. Uh, who fills the shoes of Jack Wyden, of Jared Croker, of Matt Frawley, Goat? Well, it's... Mate, they don't get Ethan... Uh, oh. oh, yeah, Ethan Sanders, that's it. I'm looking at Ethan yeah. Strange here going, oh, maybe they do get him. Yeah. Uh, Ethan Strange, I almost think he could be a shout. He's playing good. He's played six most of his career, but it yep. looks like they're kind of shifting him towards a centre role, yep. which I don't really understand because they've got Seb Chris and Timical. Timical. Uh, but they've signed K.O. Weeks, and I assume it'll be to play six. Well, I don't know if K.O. Weeks is confirmed yet. I assume they can't confirm I think it, it until November 1. Oh, yeah, true. But it's been reported everywhere. Look, Canberra fans, coming from a Manly fan, he's a fullback. Yeah. He's a fullback, through and through. He played one game at six for Manly and got torched by Penrith. Yeah, I, mean, I it think it's Penrith, really interesting. Still, he's, uh, just not, he's just not a half. Then there's sirens going off in my street. This is stupid, bro. Anyways. He's just... He, he's not a half. I don't know if that's the right signing to go for. I know uh, he's got a plethora of leadership experience all the way through juniors. Mm-hmm. Um, he's won a lot of Player of the Year awards in like SJ Ball and that. He's, he's a good young talent yep. to have there. I just... I just don't don't know about him at six. I'm watching him go and prove me wrong, sure. Mm-hmm. He, I know he can play a little bit of halfback, but... He's definitely a fullback. Yeah, I'm with you. That's all I've got to say. On I that. just don't. I, I, I don't know the direction Canberra's going with that. Neither. I think that's why, like, their mini preview is so hard to do because there's so many unknowns. Like their gains are Ko Weeks and Simi Sasangi. Yeah. Ko Weeks is probably going to start at six, but Sasangi's just depth and like. I would almost go Strange. I would have just played Strange if I'm honest. I, I don't. I don't. I just don't understand the direction that Canberra wants to head. Yeah, neither do I. All right, right, is, get... Seb, is Seb Chris going to play wing? I don't think is so. Strange not, is not in my, not in my best 17. Well, definitely not. But, like, 
Anyway. Let's get into that best seven team because I think the way we think their direction is going, we can kind of map out. You wanna you wanna you wanna, you wanna get us started? You wanna get us started. I, I wanna man. talk about more who fills the shoes. Okay. Oh, have we got p- potential signings as a Yeah. As a list here? Alright, we'll get into that later then. But um alright, best seventeen for Canberra. Now, am I picking a predicted or our best? Um, That's something we've got to be very clear with here. I I did my... We'll just kind of go... I think I did a bit like in the middle. We'll like just kind of go, look, this is what I would do, but yeah. like I think they'll do this. Yeah. Now, my fullback, without a doubt, would be Xavier Savage. I haven't got Savage. So you keep going and I'll do one after. Have you got Chevy? Yep. Okay. Alright, um, we'll talk about Chevy. that after. I just don't think Chevy really hit hit any strides this year. Yeah. Uh, he's still in the young 18. I just don't know if they'll, they'll go for that. Mm-hmm. My wingers would be Jordan Rapiner. And yep. I, honestly, I'm, I'm still high on him now, but Hoppawati. I've got Nick Kotrick and Jordan Rapiner. The other option that I would be fine with is Savage on the wing because that seems to be where they want to play him yeah. and Rapiner fullback. But I, I've got out, but for my best 17 I've got Albert Hoppawati Jordan Rapiner then I've got Chris and Timiko as my centres. Yeah. Um, they're going to go KO Weeks and Jamal Fogarty but honestly I would be going Strange and Fogarty. I would have gone Frawley and Fogarty but I've just found out he's been signed by Leeds Rhinos. My props are going to be Josh Papali and uh, Joe Tarpany. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Nine will be Wolford. Mm-hmm. Like always, uh, you go Hudson Young and Corey Harawira Naira. This guy's a troll. Keep going. He's a beast. He's, he you're a troll. You're a troll. Why am I a troll? Keep going. Just keep going. You're a troll. What? Just keep going, bro. My lock is Corey Horsburgh. My bench is Tom Starling. Atar Mariota, um, Elliot Whitehead, and Emre Gula. <laughs> All right, so I've got Chevy Stewart at fullback. I think he's primed to make his debut this year. Nick Kotrick, Jordan Rapper on the wings. They're the wings that got him into the finals, apparently. Seb Chris back to centers with Matt Timico. KO Week 6, Jamal Fogarty 7, Josh Papali, Ejo Tarpany front row, Zach Wolford at 9. Hudson Young, Elliot Whitehead, second row, Corey Horsbrat, 13, Tom Starling, Mariotta, Gula, CHN on the bench. It's not that different apart from CHN. Yeah, but you're a troll. He's not starting, bro. You think in Whitehead's last year... I don't think... Okay, I think Whitehead would start. Oh, okay. But in my team, I would have Corey Harrow and I. You're a troll. I gotta change something, though. All right. Oh, Chevy. We're talking about Ricky Stewart, bro. We're talking about Ricky Stewart, the guy that changes nothing. Yeah, yeah cool. exactly. All right. Yeah, Chevy Stewart versus Xavier I'm not Ricky Savage. Stewart. That's what I would do. Yeah, well, that's why you're not an NRL coach. Um, well, Ricky's oh, okay. Anyway, uh, buddy, you watch your mouth. I was gonna say Ricky's right. just picking and sticking right now. Um, Stewart, uh, Chevy Stewart. I think. Uh, he didn't. He had a bit of an underwhelming game in the under-19s origin, but that doesn't really matter because he had a cracking year in Cup. Um, and I just think he's primed to make a debut. I think Savage has probably fallen out of favour down the pecking order somewhat. And I think with Croker going, 
Um, you're probably looking to move Chris back to the centres, get that centre pairing going again. I think opens the spot right up for Chevy. Yep. Oh, I knew my mum's calling me all my days. All right, we're back. Hopped off the phone with my mum. I can't remember where we were talking about Chevy Stewart. I think I was basically wrapping up my point. Chevy Stewart, good, good opportunity for him. Nice. I think it's a good opportunity for him. I just don't know if he's... I just I have questions over whether he's ready yet. I, mm. I wouldn't want to be throwing him in too early if I was the Canberra Raiders. Um, he's had a chance in Cup this year. He, it was good, but nothing special. And I think in the under-19s origin game, I don't think he was outstanding either. So I think I'd just give him a little bit more time yeah, fair play. before chucking him into the NRL team. Fair play. Fair play. All right, contract situations. Fogarty testing the open market. Look, I, I think they'll. I, I think they've got a lot of cap space, mm-hmm. so they've got a lot that they can offer him. So I think he'll probably end up staying. Yep. But they'll be de- they'll definitely be clubs after Fogarty. Oh, I think Bulldogs the Dragons will be, will be right Fogarty, there. Fogarty, the Dragons will be after Fogarty. I think there's an argument the Tigers could end up after Fogarty. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I genuinely Prob- think they could. Yeah, I, I don't doubt it. Like, I know they've got some young halves already, but Foggy would just... I feel like he'd, he'd help you out so much. Yeah. Management-wise, in the halves, compare him with one of the young halves that you've got. Yeah. I, I think there'll be a lot of teams after Foggy, and I think he'll get... I reckon he could get somewhere up around 700, 800k. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's about his value at the moment. Yeah. Um, off-season targets. This is what you wanted to talk about. What do you got? What do you got for me? I got three. I don't know about signing people for this season. I'm thinking more 2025. Yep. Um, I think Xavier Savage will end up replacing Ripon on that wing. Mm-hmm. Um, I I would really like to see them go for Finafuiaki. Yeah, I like that. In the second row. Yeah. When Whitehead goes. Yeah. Um, they've got Luki and Nanai up there already in the second mm-hmm. row, who I think they're going to favour. Yep. Um, and Luciano. Luciano's Some there. big money. Griffin Neem can play a bit of second row yep. as well. Uh, so I think Finafuiaki will be kind of on, on, the, on the outer, and I, I really rate him. Yeah. He comes onto the game, um, into the game, makes massive impacts. I think that'll be a good signing for the Raiders. A good cheap signing for the Raiders as well. I don't think he'll command too much money. Yep. But I think he could definitely turn into a, a good player for them. Especially for for what they added to a pack of Tarpany and Horsburgh, yep. probably it, kind of aggressive guys. I think he'd work out well with them. And Hudson Young as well. Yeah. I've gone... Uh, for my first target, I've gone along the same lines as you. I've yep. gone Zach Hosking. Uh, I think he fell out of the Panther side towards the end of the year. Now, whether he comes back in uh, over with, with Lenyo out, I don't think so. Luke Garner was obviously favoured in that grand final. Um, and I, th- I think he's going to want a starting role. I think he knows how good he is with the opportunity to start. And I think, you know, he's probably grateful for the Panthers giving him this platform. But, you know, if he gets a big contract offer and the Raiders will have cap space, if they can give him 450, 500, I think he's there. And, you know, he's obviously a right edge back rower. Played really well at the start of the year. And I think he fits right in actually to how the Raiders play. Yeah, I think with those guys... I think the Raiders' backline sorted, just a little bit young, especially for the future. Like a yep. Savage, Chevy Stewart, like that'll be a good backline in a few mm. years. So I don't think they're going to mess around with that too much. Yeah. Uh, their centre pairing will be good. Well, they're already good. 
So they don't even have to wait a few years for that. So I don't think they're going to mess around too much with their back line. Yep. I think they they just need that extra second roll to go with a pack that's already pretty stacked. Pretty stacked, yeah. So I they agree. Just need that extra back roll, maybe maybe a six. You got any others? I don't actually. Well, I got two more. Okay. Josh yeah. Curran. Oh yeah. Like he's it. just been told that he can negotiate with rival clubs. Like that. And he's another back row option. I'm surprised the Warriors are letting him go. Same. He played really well in that right edge back row too. Yep. Um, and I think he would be outstanding for Canberra. I think he can be a good lock as well, quality yep. lock. I agree. I think anywhere you slot him in, he's a bit like a horse break and kind of slot him wherever you need him to. Off the bench, back row, lock in the middle, whatever you yep. need him to do, he can do it. I think he would be not the worst value. And now I'm going to have to go get the door again. I'm far out. Take All four. Right, take 800. We're back. Again, now my dog's barking. Again, don't pause it. We're just going to go through it because I want to finish this. Nothing is going right for this pod today. Okay, Josh Curran, I just Thank said... Thank God it's the camera on and no one will be listening. Oh, great. <laughs> uh, last target I've got is Josh Rogers from the Broncos. Oh, okay. Uh, cheap. 27 years old. Played quite well in his debut game. Uh, and just think he's a nice little depth option. If Kate Wicks has a pan out, why not give a natural six a crack? Yep. You know what I'm By saying? Way, they've lost all their sixes this year. Yeah. Whiten, Frawls, Schneider. Gone. Gone. That's why every six under the sun is being linked with them. Yeah, literally. And they ended up with Simeon Sasagi and Kate Wicks. Beautiful. Bosh. <laughs> all right. Quickly, quick preview. These could change again before the season starts. What are your quick MVP breakout and what to watch? For the next season? Yep. Uh, I think the MVP, yet again, will be Jota. I've got, I got the same. I think he'll just continue to play the role he did this year. Don't think he'll improve too much. Don't think he'll get worse, but I think he'll stay there, MVP. Yep. I agree with you. Breakout player? Breakout player. Whoa. I don't really think you can say... I think Savage will have a good year next year. i got year. Mariota. I think he's going to have such a big role. I think I picked him this year. Yeah, you did. I think he's going to have such a big role next year. Such a big role. I don't know if you can call it breakout. Yeah. Because we already had him as a breakout player. You had him. I'm, I'm going to say Chris. Back in the centres. I don't mind it. Now, I, I think he's it. already had his breakout year. Not many people realised it. Yeah. But, Seb Chris is my guy. One to watch? Almost one to say oh, Seb Chris, but it'll be Chevy Stewart, even if I don't think he'll be in there. Um, top 17. Uh, I think that at some point he's going to get a game, whether it's an injury to the back line. Um, and I, I think at some point he's really going to explode because he has a load of potential. Just because he didn't do it this year doesn't mean he's not going to do it next year. I think Chevy Stewart would be definitely one to watch. Him and K.O. Weeks. Yep, I've got Ethan Strange. Again, my reasoning is a bit similar to you. Don't necessarily think that he'll be there from round one, but it'd just be very interesting to watch his progress through Cup um, and behind the scenes to watch how the other centers go and to see... Maybe they bring him in at six. However they go about bringing him in. Yep. I think he's definitely one to watch. Yeah, 100%. Uh, he was killing it in uh, yeah. reserves this year and especially the under-19s. Yeah, he killed it. Patrick. All right. Does that do us for the Raiders? We'll, get, we'll give a little bit of a prediction for next year. Bottom four. Yeah. I, I think I have him 15th at the moment. Yeah. I don't like the spine they're running it in with. I mean, Savage is... Decent, but he's just spent all year in cup. KO weeks, unproven six. Um, Jamal Fogarty's good, 
But mm-hmm. uh, Zach Wolford, Tom Stalling, as I said earlier in the video, just haven't hit their strides yet. Yep. And I feel like it's going to happen every year, but it just doesn't. Yep. Um, that's no disrespect to them. They're still decent, decent enough nines. But um, yeah, I, I just don't think the Raiders will be be up there next year, especially yep. with all the teams improving. And I, th- I think they've gotten a little bit worse. Maybe better for the future, but I think they've gotten a little bit worse short term. Yep, I'm with you. I'm with you. Can we wrap this up? Because this can, has been the most chaos. Like, so basically, what's happened, guys, is in my street, uh, a power box, you know, the green box, yeah, it's completely exploded. So I'm not going to have power yeah. for about three days. And then the sirens with fire trucks. Sirens are going on. Dogs barking like a maniac. A thousand door knocks. It's just been amazing. A bit like the Raiders season. Just yeah. horrendous. So we'll um, catch you boys whenever we catch you next. We try to pop out a Sunday pod. Hopefully we can get around to it. Um, but yeah, till then, stay blessed, stay safe, and we'll catch you for the Bulldogs in the next pod. Later, brah.